got a stereo that's really, really loud. You can feel the bass, whether it's at a concert or someone's car or whatever, and you can feel it. That's because the air itself is vibrating against your body and you can feel it. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm a science teacher. I'm Cheryl, and I slept through science. Each episode, we'll tackle a science question you may have learned in school, but can't quite remember or fully explain. And I'll take the risk of asking the dumb questions so that we can all understand the science we slept through. The bell has rung. Let's get started. Welcome to lesson 76. We are in our invisible things unit. As a matter of fact, Cheryl, this is the last lesson in our invisible things unit. And Ryan, can I tell you something more exciting than that? Sure. This is the last lesson before our summer break. It is. It's almost like we actually get a summer because it's like a school year. I know. Ooh, so should we, we do year-round school? No, 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 no. What's that called? Summer school. Are you going to do no, summer school? No, no. I'm going to see you in the fall after this and refuse to learn anything or use my brain over the summer. Unfortunately, mm. I do have a job that goes year round. So I'll have to use my mm. job for it. No. <laughs> my brain's already turned off. We're done. Um, I have to use my brain for my job or my job for yep. my brain. One of the two. Something um, like that. But yeah, we're going to well, take a couple months off until the fall times. But yeah. before that happens, I have one final question for you. Yes. In our Invisible Things unit. Yes. So we've talked about what I classified as some of the classic invisible things or like okay. scientific. Um, now I have, a, I don't know if I'd call it a classic question. I think I'd call it a classic question. An age-old okay. question, Ooh. maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my question for you, Ryan, is if a tree falls in the woods, but no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? Okay. That's the whole question? Yeah. I mean, you've heard that question before, right? Oh, yes. I've definitely heard okay. that question before. Yeah. That's, well, that's yes. my question. Okay. But I know it's like more sometimes like a philosophical question uh -huh. or it's used as like a metaphor for other things uh -huh. but i i don't i want to actually know the answer like scientifically okay. <laughs> okay well let's start with the pre-assessment what do you think if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around does it make a sound Ooh, see it's it's scary to me i'm feeling vulnerable because Okay. My initial, initial thought is, of course it does. Okay. But then I think there could be an argument made for no, if depending on how you define sound. Okay. Like, how would you does, define sound? Does then? sound involve someone there to listen to it mm. <laughs> or ears? <laughs> and what if do you sound think? involves ears, and there aren't any ears there, then does it make a sound? Um, but I would say that sound is probably more similar to light, where it's present regardless of if there's someone there to see it. Okay. Because um, I know sound is waves. Okay. 
and beyond that, my understanding of it is similar to my understanding of light before we did all those lessons about color and light and all those things. Okay. Where it kind of somehow goes in your ears and your something about your ears and your brain interpret it to be sound. Um, <laughs> okay. And then I'm also like, well, of course, like, there's always going to be something in the woods to hear it. Because there's going to be, like, bugs or, okay. like, a deer. <laughs> okay. Like, but so then I'm also thinking, like, well, there's always something alive in the woods. But do those animals hear? Although animals hear, but do bugs hear? They probably feel the vibrations. Does feeling vibrations count as hearing? Because it's that animal's mm. form of hearing. Um. If it was filmed, if there's a camera present, but no people present. These are where, these are already thoughts I've had whenever I hear this question. I'm like, well, you could okay. film it. And then would the film pick it up if there wasn't like someone holding the camera that, yeah, it would still pick it up on film. Okay. <laughs> so then it probably does make a sound for reals. The same thing right. happens regardless of if people are there to witness it. But I think you could get very technical about it and say, well, sound is how our ears interpret it. Just like color is how our light eyes, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. How our light eyes, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let, I'd like to ask you a little bit more about one of the things you said. You said sound is waves, like light is waves. Mm-hmm. What? You already look as afraid. Because I know nothing else beyond that. But uh, go ahead and ask me your question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you think it's waves of? Of, of sound. Um, I'm going to guess it's like, is it the air moving? It's vibrate. I know there's stuff to do with vibrations. Okay. Because it, it is like physical vibrations. If there's a loud sound, you can feel it. Okay. Or like if somebody is deaf, they can still like feel talking or, you know what I mean? Like different okay. things like that. So is it the air being like physically vibrated? And those based on what the vibration is, is what makes the different sounds kind of like based on the wavelength of light makes the different colors. So say that second part again, not the light part, but the. The way the, the sound vibrates in the air uh -huh. is what makes different sounds. Can you give me an example? Well, like we, why did we talk about throats? You showed me a throat. I did. And the did. opening, the size of the opening mm -hmm. made different sounds. Mm-hmm. And so that had to do with like the vibrations. Yep. The vocal cords vibrating. Uh-huh. Why did we talk about that? Well, I, now I don't remember. I think there was one where we talked about whistling and we talked about pitch. I don't think that's the one where I showed yeah. you the vocal cords. Yeah, because I oh, we talked about carols. Carol singing. singing and Christmas yes. carols. That sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Which lesson was that one? That was lesson 50 
in our holiday Lesson unit. Lesson 50 in the holiday yeah. unit. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to guess it has to do with what the material and the shape of the thing vibrating is. and then, But I would think that also, okay. like, ultimately that goes out into the air. So is it the air moving? No, I think we hear the thing itself. I don't know. Okay. Air has an impact. Air has an element. It plays a part. Somehow it's related to mm -hmm. air. Okay. Well, Cheryl, you have a lot of the pieces already, and I'm actually really impressed with the way you started talking about sound by connecting it to light, because there are a lot of similarities between sound waves and light waves. Yay. So the use of the word waves like actually means something. Yes, related it then. does. That's cool. It definitely does. Yes, nice. it does. Now, I'm, they're a little bit different than light waves. We're going to talk about those differences, but they okay. are still waves. And you were correct, mostly, with what they're waves of. They are waves of air. And so, yes, the air is vibrating. Okay. But it's doing so in a little bit different way than I... I'm guessing than what you're picturing. So I have a visual aid Good. to try and help today. Amazing. Perhaps you've perhaps you've seen this very fancy <gasps> scientific device before. Yeah, it's a slinky. It's a slinky, which is actually a, a staple when it comes to teachers illustrating waves. Are you serious? Because oh yeah, because it does a really good job of illustrating the properties of waves. So I'm going to try here to hold this up so that you can see it. And when you're thinking of a wave, I think you're usually thinking of waves like this that go up and down. Would you agree with that? Yes, because, and that's how we talked about waves of light. It is. As well, when we talk about the yes. lengths of the waves, it's just yes. how high and how low and how wide between Exactly, right? So like them. this would be a lower frequency wave, mm -hmm. okay? And it's a longer wavelength. And then I can yeah. make it go a higher frequency <laughs> wave with a shorter wavelength. I don't know oh how well goodness. this is what communicating on YouTube here, but yeah, okay? <laughs> so those, uh, that's what most people think of when they think of waves. And those are called transverse waves. You don't need to know that word, okay? Okay. Sound waves are not those types of waves. They're not the waves that go up and down like a water wave. They're a type of wave called a longitudinal wave. This one's a little bit trickier for me to try and illustrate, but I'm going to do my best. I was trying it out to see if I get this to work. Might have to try it a couple of times. Okay. So what I'm going to do to get this to work is I'm going to, I've got it stretched out more or less straight, the slinky, horizontal. Okay. I'm going to grab one side and pull it in to myself a little bit and then I'm going to let it go. Okay. I don't know if you could see that. Oh. Let me try it again. Yeah. It's a little too fast. Hold on. Let me try it. Is the going back and adjust. forth part of it? Or is um, it just the initial sending out? Well, if I, I'm trying to do this without having enough hands. So that's part of it here. It, it's technically the whole thing, but I don't know. I got it really good before. So hold on. For our listeners, Ryan is um, boinging the slinky, maybe you could say, or like Technical pulling it term, back yeah. like um, like a slingshot almost yes. from one end. And then we're watching the stretched out part and the effect on yeah, it. Let's try again here. 
Still not getting it quite as well as I'd like. Boing. Oh, you can sort of see it. It's like it's just going Because I made fast. a sound. You did make a sound. Yes. There we go. I got it. Okay. I'll do it again because I know you weren't paying attention. I was Googling a video of it so that we could oh. share a video of it. Yeah. Okay. Can you see what it's doing? It's going back and forth. It's vibrating. It's still vibrating. Well, it's vibrating, but it's it's like going straight instead of going up and down. Yes. What it's doing is it's, it's like, like out. It's compressing. Coming. It's going like from one side, bouncing off the other side, coming back again. Can you see like it? An accordion. Yes, like an accordion. It's going back and forth pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. But what's happening is instead of going up and down, it's in, in parts, it's compressing together and then it's spreading apart. And that compression is what's moving down the slinky to one end and then mm. bouncing off the other side and coming back. Can you sort of see that? Yeah. Well, and yeah. I understand what you're saying too. Yeah. Oh, wait, I found one. Oh, did you find a good video? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. going to share Why this one yeah. with you. Okay, let's see if this one's good. Yeah. You, yeah, you can really see that compression as it moves down. And actually, you can watch it bounce back off the other end, too. Yeah, this is cool. That's what I was trying to show you with my little metal slinky. It, I just <laughs> couldn't do it, holding it up in the air as well. You needed a cool yeah, no. hook for a hand, apparently. Well, yeah. And it also helps if it's not if it's actually resting on a surface because mm, right now yeah. every time i try to move it it also starts to move up and down in a transverse wave that's good so that's what's happening with air the air is getting compressed in places and then expanding outward and it's not necessarily that the air is moving okay yeah because just like the it, slinky wasn't actually moving right somewhere the slinky itself isn't moving, but it's in parts of it, that part that's compressed, you can think of that compressed part as traveling down the length of the slinky, the area of compression. So is that how echoes happen? Because it just bounces off? You Yes, you could think of that with this for as an analogy. Yes, you okay. could think of that as an echo because it bounced off the end and it came yeah. back to where it was. Yeah, and that was a sound wave. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this is not a sound wave. This is on a slinky, but it's, it's the same type of wave. It's called a longitudinal wave. So again, it's not going up and down. It's areas getting compressed and stretching out. And mm. that is what's actually traveling through. And so that's what's happening with air. You've got areas where you've got the air molecules closer together and areas where those molecules are spread out and farther apart. And that's the wave that travels through the air. So the air molecules that are bouncing all around all the time, parts of them end up being squished closer together and parts of them end up being pushed farther apart. And that pattern is what is traveling through the air out so that you can hear things. And is sound both the squished together and the pushed apart? Yes. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Because if there is no sound, then the air is doesn't have areas 
of higher compression and lower compression. Mm. But when there are those different areas, those are things that are sounds that are traveling through. Is this making sense? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So now how does that relate to us in hearing? Because that's sort of the thing is like, well, what is sound? We had to start with that. And then how do we know if we, if it still exists, even if we don't hear things, you talked about feeling vibrations, Mm -hmm. right? You think of someone who, if you've got a stereo, that's really, really loud and you can feel the bass, whether it's at a concert or someone's car or whatever, and you can feel it. That's because the air itself is vibrating against your body and you can feel it. Low low frequency waves, okay, are what we sense as low pitch. Okay. You talked about how if you change those vibrations, change the frequency, it changes the color for light. Mm-hmm. For sound, that changes the pitch. Mm. So a lower frequency wave is a lower pitch. A higher frequency wave is a higher pitch for what we hear. And so those lower frequency waves, they're bigger. So we can feel those in our bodies more easily than those little tiny ones that are the higher pitch ones. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. They resonate more. Yeah. Interesting. So what that means is inside our ears, we have something called the eardrum, which I'm guessing you've heard of. Yes. Okay. The fancy term for it is the tympanic membrane. Oh, boy. It's like the, do you know what a tympany is? Yeah. That's what makes me think of it as a tympany. Yeah. Yeah, It's the same. It comes from the same place. It's a big giant drum. And it actually Mm. is a membrane that doesn't, that isn't, um, Air can't pass through to get from the outside of our body inside. And it is what actually is doing the vibrating based on those pressure waves in the air. It actually vibrates. And the way that it vibrates in different frequencies and different patterns is what our brain then interprets as what it is we're actually hearing. Hmm. That's so cool. Which gets to the thing you were talking about, well, is color, like, is it a real thing? Is it not a real thing, mm-hmm. right? Just like, so sound, is it like that or whatever? And here's, here's what I would say. This would be my definition and someone else might disagree. Light exists whether we see it or not. The yeah. light is there. Color is what our brains interpret the different wavelengths as. So without a brain or something there to interpret, you could make the argument that the color doesn't exist, but the light itself, the waves themselves do. You could then connect that back to sound. The sound waves are there, whether we're there to hear them or not. But whether Mm -hmm. or not the actual pitch like what it would sound like may or may not exist without us to be there. But the compression and expansion of the air in a wave, that is still happening. Because if a tree falls, it's pushing a whole bunch of air out of the way really quickly. And it's making those ripples, those patterns in the actual air itself. That's happening whether we're there or not. Yeah. 
Yeah. That makes sense. So it'd be more like what you're saying is what, like if someone's speaking a language you don't understand. Mm-hmm. It might be an analogy for that of like they're speaking and they are speaking. There's noises. But if you're not, someone's not there to interpret it, you may not understand what they're saying. It may not have meaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's no one there, yeah, in a sense to interpret yeah. the sound of the tree falling in the forest. Yes. It's still making a noise. But it's still it making a noise. It may not be making noise. a crack and a boom and, you know, like a... Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you could, and that's why, that's why you talked about if there was a video camera there, well, those have microphones and those microphones work in a very similar way to the way that our ears work. They Mm -hmm. usually have some sort of membrane that vibrates based on the air that reaches it. Those patterns of compressions and expansions that reach it in a particular pattern and then it records those in an electronic way that then gets reinterpreted to a speaker that -hmm. then and do you know how speakers work they have the thing too the flat they do it's called a speaker cone and they move back and forth to push air in specific Mm. patterns yeah because you can feel speakers moving too or the vibrations Mm -hmm. yeah yep and if you've ever taken the cover off and you've actually seen the speaker you can actually see it vibrating it's usually too Mm. fast for our eyes to like see it move back and forth but there was, oh gosh, back in the day, did you ever watch the Mythbusters? Yeah. They had an episode that they did where they wanted to see if you could have a speaker that was so big that you could blow out the windows inside of a oh, car wow. because it was like, because it was so big. But they had to, and I don't, I'm not remembering all the details, but they had to make this giant one that they took out the back seats and made uh-huh. a huge speaker so that it would be a really low frequency. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and that one was vibrating up and down slow enough that you could actually see it go up and That's down. That's cool. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. And just as a side note, because you mentioned other animals as well. Other animals also hear, but with a bunch of different sort of options for how they do that. It being the end of the year in my biology class, we just dissected frogs, which is a, you know, quintessential high school biology task. And one of the things that I have the students do initially is they look at the frog's quote unquote ears. They don't have an opening but on the side of their head, it's the tympanic membrane. And you can actually see they're in circles and they look a little bit different. And those vibrate Hmm. based on the air around them, but it's not an ear like we have. We have sort of the external weird shapes that help funnel the sound and focus Hmm. the sound into our ear canal. Frogs don't have that. It's just a part on their skin, but it's still the part that's actually sensitive to those vibrations. Like you said, other animals, and you said bugs, which by the way, bugs, which I'm putting in air quotes, are also animals, just so you know. I know. I realized it after I said it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. But they also have a lot of those different things where, yes, they can sense sound, even though they Mm -hmm. don't have ears. They often have things that can sense the sound. So yes, they would all be there as well. Well, and this reminds me more of color and light Mm -hmm. because some animals can see colors that we can't yes can't see colors that we can 
Correct. It's the same with sounds, like the way animals communicate to each other even. Yes. Some things we can't hear at all. Correct. And some we can hear but not interpret or things like that. Yep. So, yep. Like yeah. dog whistles, for example. Yeah. Are higher frequency than the human ear can hear, but dogs are sensitive to that frequency of sound. They can hear it. We can't. It's still there. We just can't. There's yeah. also some thoughts, you know, how sometimes they talk about animals that are sensitive to a natural disaster beforehand or things yes. like that. Yeah. One hypothesis is that some animals, like before an earthquake, they're often low frequency rumblings inside the earth that are too low of a frequency for us to detect, but perhaps some uh. animals can detect them and that's what they're reacting to. That's it's not so that they cool. have some special perception. Yes. It's that they actually are detecting real it. things. Yeah. That we can't. That's so cool. Yeah. That's interesting. There you wow. go. Waves are just cool, Cheryl. Whether it's a light wave waves or a sound are wave cool. or whatever. Waves are cool. Cool dude. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> And now, Cheryl, it is time for your last quiz of the school year. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to skip class or call in sick or whatever kids these days do. I don't know. Text Which is why I'm going to make it worth 98% of your whole grade. Oh, yikes. Okay, fine. I guess, I guess I'll do my best then. <laughs> First question. What is sound waves in or of? What are where what are the waves in? Air. There you go. Or yes. slinkies. Or slinkies, but then mm -hmm. it's technically not a sound wave. But yes. <laughs> How is the structure or shape of sound waves different from that of light waves? Light waves go up and down. Mm -hmm. And sound waves go across, like horizontally across or like out, out, not just horizontal, right? It probably goes up too. It's going all they directions. Can, yes, but light can do that too. Mm, okay, fair. Yeah. So whatever direction mm -hmm. it's going, yep. it's just like some of the air is compressing and some of it is expanding, but it's just going out. It's not going up or down. There you go. Yeah, it's the compressing and expanding. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to up and down. Nice. How do humans sense sound? Ears. More specifically? <laughs> Our eardrum. The little timpani. Yeah. yeah. And what does the eardrum do? Um, it it vibrates. And mm -hmm. those vibrations are how we interpret the different sounds. Yeah. Yep, it vibrates as those air compressions and expansions run into it. That's what causes it to vibrate. Yep. How do we as humans interpret high frequency and low frequency waves? Um, low, we feel a lot more than mm -hmm. high. Mm -hmm. And low um, sounds deeper. It's like deeper sounds. And then high sounds more like a high-pitched noise. Yep. yep, it's pitch. The second part is the answer you were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first part was a bonus. <laughs> the first part is also true. It's not incorrect. But I was hoping, yes, you'd connect it to pitch. 
all right, Cheryl, Mm -hmm. if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it, does it make a sound? And how do you know? Yes. And the tree doesn't even care if we're there or not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And how do you know? Um, Because sound is air compression. So the air is going to do that whether or not there is someone present to hear those vibrations and the air compressions. Yes. Very good. And I have a bonus question for you. (gasps) Okay. Okay. Extra credit question. Something we didn't talk about. Oh boy. Okay. Is it about slinkies? No. Okay. Because we talked about slinkies. Use what you've learned about sound waves to explain why there is no sound in space. Because there's essentially no air in space. Okay. Tell me more. Well, sound is all what the air is doing. And so if there isn't any air to expand and to contract, then we wouldn't be able to hear sound. That's creepy though. Yeah. It's why most most sci-fi shows are wrong or movies because they have all these sounds and explosions and things in space. Yeah. Stuff like that. You would not hear them. I will say, first of all, because it's an excellent television show in the first place, but they also get the sound right is Firefly. Oh. You've seen Firefly, right? Yes. That's a good point. They don't, when they're in space, it's silent. And then when they come through Atmo is what they call it, the atmosphere, uh, you'll start to hear sound because it's, (gasps) they're going through the air. There's even a scene where Jane shoots his gun, like through space. He puts it in a space suit and he shoots it and it doesn't make any sound. Mm. Interesting. That's so, that's a little creepy. Yeah. But they do, they do a good job of that. They do a good job of that. All right, Cheryl. If someone kills you, there will be no one to hear you scream. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yes, that's true. I suppose. Unless you're connected by radio. That's yeah, that's great. That, mm -hmm. that makes it creepy. (laughs) You, you succeeded. Yeah. I think we need to end the school year. (laughs) (laughs) Since we're at the end of a unit, Cheryl, we need to do a unit reflection. Oh, yeah. These are, are the ones ready? I like more. Mm-hmm. These are the ones you like more because they're subjective. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. Looking back on this unit, Invisible Things, what are some of the things that you found interesting? I think that some invisible things, they seem more like mysterious. Like, okay getting a sunburn or gravity you know you're just like i i see it happening and i don't see it happening like you see the effects but not like what's actually going on Mm -hmm. um and so it was really fun to like learn about all these different things going on in front of our faces that we're just like not witnessing all all of the pieces of it you know we Mm. don't get to actually see a lot of these things other maybe because it's too small or because we just like don't see it with our eyes, you know? And so it's just like, um, it was really fun just like kind of diving into these different things that I already believed were all the case, 
but um, just like kind of the why behind it or what's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Having more detail to these things. Yeah. 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 Oftentimes we talk about as teach science teachers, part of what we're doing is trying to make the invisible more visible mm. because science is generally about those things you can't see and how those things impact the things you can see. Mm. So, yeah. What were some of the things that you found challenging? Um, invisible things are challenging. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can you say a little they bit more about that? Are I mean, there's just like, I mean, I've obviously I've known forever in a way of like that there's things happening that I can't see, you know, but like, it's yeah. just, that's hard because it's like, you're looking more at the evidence of it or the result of it mm -hmm. than the actual mm -hmm. thing happening itself. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, I don't know, it's trying to picture things that aren't, you know, like even diagrams yeah. for it. You're like, but you can't see any of this stuff, but here it is, you know? Yep. And so it's just like, yeah. um, trying to put that all together or understand those things is, um, it's a challenge for sure. Definitely, definitely. What concepts do you think you might remember the most or that might stick with you? I mean, definitely soap actually being somewhat self-cleaning was like <laughs> is that just because kind of it was from a friends episode yeah yeah it might be because it's <laughs> but also i really thought i knew something of like no if it's on top of the if you used a bar of soap and then someone else used it like i just thought like whatever's on there is just still on there and it's like kind of but also not 100 like it actually is doing more than i thought it was doing mm -hmm. um not that i didn't believe in using soap but like it was kind of encouraging <laughs> in a way of like how much it was mm. doing other than just sloughing things off of us, you know? And yeah. so, um, that was kind of that, that, I mean, and the friends part, you know, definitely <laughs> that'll stick with me. Um, and then I definitely will remember the part about why I can't breathe water because I've already engaged in a conversation about this with my stepson who continuously knows more than I do about science, even though he's nine years old. Um, <laughs> And we were talking about some aspects of breathing water and what gills do and all. And it was very fun, like getting to reiterate that to him. And I think, I mean, we have three fish tanks. So I'm just like thinking about fish and water and plants and all sorts of things about water. Yeah. A fair amount, actually. So, um, I mean, a lot of it, like, I think is very, is very cool. And I will stick with me. That's great. That's great. How, how do you feel about the unit overall? Happy with the unit? I loved it. I think I now have a question for you that maybe I'm going to ask you at the end of our unit. Oh, okay. Too. okay. What surprised you the most about either something I knew or didn't know? I think what surprised me the most was our discussion around the wind. And there was a lot you didn't know. I think I was surprised by how much you didn't know about yeah. that. And I don't mean that like in an insulting way, because no, but I, mean, I think I'm the so often question. <laughs> you are, but so often you have a lot more background knowledge. And when mm -hmm. we dig into things, you actually are able to pull information. And even in this unit, even just today, you've pulled in stuff about light that you've learned and all of these things. And that was one where I don't feel like you were drawing on a whole lot of prior experience or prior knowledge. You were really kind of just 
shooting around and, and guessing. And I think that surprised me. I assumed you would know more about that than you did. I know so little about weather. It's yeah. so weird to me. And I, I mean, we've talked about my fourth grade weather unit and I remember the song wacky weather, but I don't necessarily uh -huh. remember. Like I just, yeah, we definitely should dive into that more at some point because that is more of like a blank spot for me with science. Yeah. 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 And that's, Okay, that's there. Are, we all have blank spots. We all have things that we don't know as much about, and it gives us an opportunity to learn and understand the world better, which I think is perfectly fine. Yeah, well, and I've definitely come to terms with the fact that that's okay. I mean, we're still doing this podcast, and I haven't like crawled under a rock and cried or anything. So true, you know, true. Yeah. <laughs> which hopefully means that I don't berate you or belittle you at least too much. You do not. This is a safe space. And it also is very encouraging that our listeners can hear me ask those questions. And then hopefully they can learn those things too and feel safe with it. They're not the yes. only one who don't, doesn't, don't, don't, doesn't know things. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cheryl, in addition to being the end of our unit, this is also the end of our school year. Woo! <laughs> yeah, we mentioned this at the beginning of our lesson, but we are going to actually take a summer break. We, I believe that the day this lesson comes out is the first Monday in July of 2023, but we are not going to do any more lessons in the month of July or in the month of August. We'll be back in September. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to learn things, you're more than welcome to go back and re-listen to any of these things. You can also take a summer break if you'd like to. So we are, we're going to take some time to break and vacation and plan and get things ready for our new units in the fall, but we will be back in September for sure. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go um, eat some chips and watch TV and lay by the pool and... I don't know. What do kids do on summer break? Stuff I mean, like that? A lot of, yeah. And in just a couple of days, it's July 4th. So let's do like a barbecue and watch fireworks and stuff Ooh, like that. There we go. Yep. I love that. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this lesson and for this school year. So why don't you pack up your stuff and get ready for my closing remarks. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Slept Through Science or on Twitter at Slept Science. If you have dumb science questions like I do, please send them to us. You can email us at isleptthroughscience at gmail.com, or you can even send us a voice memo and we'll play it on the podcast. Please rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about our podcast on social media. Thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is something. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Ah! The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you.